0: Well, hello and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and with us today is Paul McFarlane, the leader of the Fairfax Genealogical Society's Irish Special Interest Group. You may remember we recently had guests on the show from the Society's African American Special Interest Group and learned about that group's special research issues and how they support each other. Today we'll learn some of the special challenges involved with finding your Irish roots and how the Irish Special Interest Group can help you. But first, as we always do, a little bit of background on our guest, Paul, today. Born to Irish immigrant parents, Paul is originally from Portland, Maine, I retired from a 28-year army career that had him traveling all over the world. If we have a chance, we'll maybe try to get an interesting story about that. He's now settled here with his wife, Sarah, and when not involved in genealogy, Paul does volunteer work, including volunteering as an AARP tax preparer. Wow, another topic of conversation we could dive into, or maybe even a new, totally separate podcast. But anyway, Paul, welcome. Thank Thanks for being with us, and let's talk about Irish genealogy. Yeah, looking forward to it.
1: I'm always glad to talk about Irish genealogy. So,
0: what was what was it that first interested you in about genealogy and and getting into it?
1: I grew up not knowing who my uh, who my grandparents were, and by not knowing meaning, I'd never met them because they were deceased by the time I was Mm. born and Mm -hmm. growing up. And when you're a youngster, you don't think too much about it, but as I got older, I started thinking, who were these people mm-hmm. and where did they come from except for hearing the fact that they were Irish and they came mm-hmm. from Ireland, and that's uh, what we, we hear so frequently about our ancestors, the Irish. They came from Ireland, but where and right. why? And <laughs> right, uh, right, right. why did they settle here? And what did they do when they got here and uh, things like that? Right. So I started doing some research, and uh, that was back in the 1970s and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. Uh, yeah, very enjoyable. I get a lot of pleasure in right. doing it. So, so
0: I, right. I'm assuming um, you found your your grandparents and other
1: relatives in history. I did. I did. Very fortunately, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't easy. Mm. It never is. Uh, some of it is serendipitous in finding them, and sometimes you find answers in places you aren't thinking you will find them. Mm, uh, okay. For example, I found the marriage location of my great grandparents in from Ireland where they were married in a scottish record because they had migrated temporarily to scotland mm. and there was the record in scotland of where they had been married in ireland Interesting. so that put me back into ireland right. to, to find them uh, i found their their location meaning physical location like the state of virginia off a gravestone, things that you don't think about, right. trying to find people. So right. it's it's kind of serendipitous, and it's also a lot of looking and searching, right. and and trying to be uh, trying to be thorough in so your research.
0: How long did it take you for this initial quest to, to find the the oh, in information? Oh. You're still working yeah, on I'm it. I'm still right? working oh, on wow. it. Yeah,
1: uh, Irish records. Uh, Were never digitized like Mm. like we are so used to finding records here in the United States of of particularly like census records Mm -hmm. uh, of them being digitized and online. Mm. Uh, Irish records were kept in paper, and they were kept uh, in a central repository. that in 1922, that repository was where the Irish Republican Army was storing its ammunition, (laughs) and unfortunately uh, an artillery shell landed in that storage facility and blew everything up and burnt everything. Wow. So a lot of the records went up in smoke, so you end up having to look for records like baptismal records, Mm. uh, church records. Right and those were not easily accessible until um, the last 10 years or so. Okay.
0: Wow. You have to be truly a detective.
1: Yes, right. Yeah, there's a lot of detective work that goes into this. Yes, and that's what I tell people. You're not going to make great strides Mm -hmm. the first time you start Mm -hmm. this. Okay. So pick a small topic, limit yourself to one name, for example, and move forward that way. Uh, because uh, y- you just cannot make uh, leaps and bounds in the research mm. like you would think you should be able right, to do, right. but you can't.
0: Yeah, because everything's online nowadays, but yeah, it's not. It's, it's not. That's, <laughs> that's the part. <laughs> okay. yeah, and
1: it's the part you're looking for that won't be online. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it works, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't point out two, two things. This, this show is in March. We're recording in March, which is, of course— the month of St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. And I know our listeners can't see it, but you have a beautiful green sweater on. Of course. Is this coincidence? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> it's <bland. laughs> It's uh, I am an Irish uh, uh, lover. I enjoy everything about Ireland. Uh, my wife and I have been there. Uh, I've been there by myself. I still have relatives who live there. Oh. Uh, one of those relatives, their son... Uh, Got married. My wife and I went to the went to the marriage. Nice. And it's true what they say. The uh, marriage receptions go on and on and on. Mm. And when we left at 3:30 uh, in the morning, they were bringing in the band for the young people. Oh my gosh! So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. They, I'm proud of you. I don't they, know if
0: I could have made it till 3:30 a.m. They go on.
1: So <laughs> wow! It's a, it's a great, great great group of people. They're very, right. very, very, very friendly. That's the other part about doing research in Ireland. You will not find anybody who is not friendly and willing to help mm. you. Okay.
0: Uh, let's <clears throat> let's dive in a little bit about the, the Irish immigration. Yep. Uh, a little broad outline, if you will, uh, you know, when it began, the biggest waves of immigration in the United States, just some stuff like that. Uh, the,
1: the Irish emigrated uh, before we were a country. They were here, some of them came here uh, in the 1700s. Uh, but the, the two big immigration waves were the Scots-Irish, who originated in Scotland, moved to Ireland, or what we now think of as Northern Ireland, but Ireland, primarily County, county Antrim and County Amar and uh, the north, northern portions. Uh, as part of a plantation effort by the British to occupy uh, that part of Ireland Mm -hmm. with non-Catholic people. So these were Scottish Presbyterians who were offered uh, free land if you come to Ireland. So they did, but they found that when they were there, there was the same religious persecution that they faced in Scotland, they also faced in Ireland, and that persecution being, there's only one church, and that was the Church of Ireland, and, if you want, and they, they ran the country. Uh-huh. And if you weren't part of the Church of Ireland, then you, know, you were being persecuted. Mm. So in the uh, 1700s, they started the migration out of Northern Ireland to North America, primarily into the uh-huh. United States. So that was the first big wave and that was followed in the 1800s, uh, slowly in the 1820s and 30s by other residents in Ireland. And then they had the famine in the 1840s. Mm-hmm. And that famine, uh, the, Irish, uh, uh, the, the Irish population dipped by 25% during that famine. Wow. Half of those were deaths and the other half were People who emigrated out, okay, okay. and the majority of those immigrants came to the United States. Some oh. went to Australia, some went to England, but the majority came to the United States uh, and Canada, I should say, North America. But the majority came here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: New York, Boston, New Orleans. Hmm. They uh, where they were coming into, Interesting. Uh, and I have uh, been at a lecture where <clears throat> there was a description presented of uh, getting on these ships. And it was, if you've been sitting around waiting to get on a ship to get out of the country, did you really worry too much about which one it was?
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So when they asked,
1: why did they go to such and such a place? Right. That was the way the ship was going. They got on a ship and they went. They were getting out. So those were the two big population uh, expansions. And it continued all through the 19th century and into the early 20th century with the Irish moving Mm. out of Ireland to... uh, to the United States, uh, John Grenham, who is the, the, probably the premier genealogist in Ireland, has often said, if you all came back, we wouldn't have a place to sit. <laughs> there are so many Irish descendants now wow. from those Irish immigrants, yeah. and the Irish themselves have started asking, where did all my ancestors go to? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here wondering, where did they come from? Right. <laughs> Relatives back there are saying, where did they go to? Right. So they are starting to reach out to the, us, who okay. are the descendants of their ancestors who stayed, because they lost track of them also.
0: So is genealogy uh, big in, in Ireland too? It is
1: becoming big. Okay. Yes, it is. It is becoming big. And the national government of Ireland has uh, taken the uh, effort to put on national records free on the websites. Oh, wow. Okay. So, we are able to access those things like right. marriage records birth records uh death records that are free mm. on the internet now. nice nice U- unlike you know having to pay for them right. hair. right so
0: how how much of this history did you learn growing up and in school or from your parents relatives how, how much of this was was learned that way
1: uh probably very little of the history uh it's, it's something that I have studied in my own mm-hmm. time frame and mm-hmm. learning about the Irish and learning about their history. I've often told people you have to know the Irish history because that's why they were leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the starting mm-hmm. in the 1800s, and there was the Act of Union of 1800 between Britain and Ireland, and that, that created the, the, uh, the Union uh, that forced the British. To try to figure out who are these Irish, what do they own, and how do we tax them? Mm-hmm. And it's those tax records now that exist that allow us to go in and find our relatives mm-hmm. or try to find our relatives. Right. Not all of them are listed in tax records, right. but, um, and that's what generated uh, so much of the record keeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, was the union of uh, Ireland and, uh, and and Great Britain? Right.
0: I may have asked this earlier, but I, if I did, I'm, I apologize. When did this interest for you start? When did you really actively become oh, into genealogy? A-
1: actively, uh, I would say in the 1980s. Uh, my first effort was uh, in the 1970s, and uh, it was only recently that I came across a letter that, that I had written to an archivist in New Brunswick who I was uh, trying to, uh, I was trying to find some information about a relative. And back in those days, you wrote a letter. Right. You enclosed a self-addressed envelope with a stamp, and you asked them if they have any information, et cetera, et cetera. And I just came across that uh, letter the other day and going through some of my paperwork. So that was 1978. But that was kind of the beginnings of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 1980s, I became a much more... Uh, uh, active pursuant uh, mm-hmm. of my uh, genealogy through things like the Fairfax Genealogy Society. Uh, you know, if you're gonna, going to do genealogy work, you need to do it in concert with others mm-hmm. who have been down the road, can help you find things, conferences, right. lectures, people like that. It's like any professional development. Right. You need to you need to be around professionals too. So to you're get not trying to reinvent the wheel. You're yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's a great transition segue into the the special interest group, this Irish genealogy special interest group. I, I know I mentioned in the intro we had a show last month about African American special interest group. For folks that may not have heard that, can you explain this the special interest group? What exactly it is? What it what it's for? What it does?
1: Uh, yes, uh, we we have them. There's uh, probably nine or ten within the Fairfax Genealogy Society. And it's set up to focus on a specific topic, whereas the Genealogy Society handles all genealogy, and there, is, there are myriad aspects of doing genealogy. But Irish genealogy is, the, the SIG is specifically oriented to how do I do Irish research. Research is common across every ethnic group. You have to do the same steps. Mm -hmm. But each ethnic group, the the records for that ethnic group are all different. Mm
0: -hmm. Slight nuances. Yeah, slight
1: nuances. So how do you do it in Ireland? And because many of the Irish records disappeared, don't exist, how do you use those records that do exist, and so the SIG allows us to get together as a small group, exchange ideas, uh, trade trade secrets, by the way, right, right. how how we do our research, and what have you found lately on the internet that I can use, mm. and it's a small group where you can be wrong, grossly wrong, and they don't suffer any consequences of standing up in front of a large audience and like, being mean, wrong. Like
0: meteorologist. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and then we we try to help people that right. way. And it's, it's a helping group okay. for uh, any aspect of people doing Irish genealogy, from trying to find them in the U.S. census to trying to find them in the Irish census. So... Mm. It, it runs the gamut from okay. everything.
0: And, and I, I was remiss in not using the acronym SIG, Special Interest Group, S I G. That's what it's called, and that's, that's what correct. you refer to. Yeah. Do, do this, do, does your SIG, the Irish um, SIG, have meetings, regular attendance groups? Uh, that we kind do. Of thing? Okay. We do.
1: We meet the second Tuesday of every month at the Pohick Regional Library. Sometimes we have a lecture. Sometimes we have a presentation by one of our uh, uh, SIG members. Mm-hmm. A couple of months ago we had one on DNA and doing research using DNA, which has become a, uh, a, a big area of concern and yeah. study within genealogy. Uh, and most times it's a trade of ideas amongst attendees. Yesterday when we had our meeting, there was a lady there, who was looking for uh, where her ancestors might have been. If she found a baptismal record in a church baptism, mm. where might I go from there? How might I okay. find the parents? What should I do? What record should I be looking at? So it's a that kind of a of a trade uh, right. and discussion that we have. Okay. Very open.
0: So. That's a a great resource for maybe more experienced—I don't want to say experienced— folks that may be further along into their genealogical uh, trek. For somebody listening right now who is not involved at all in looking at their genealogy, any advice you would give them how to start, where to start, tips on getting that process underway?
1: Start with what you know, Mm -hmm. and that is— I know who I am, do I know who my parents are, do I know who my grandparents are, mm-hmm. and what do I know about them? Do I know where they were born, do I know where they married, do I know where they lived, do I know uh, uh, such things as who, who are their siblings, do they have siblings? You cannot start here in the United States with an ancestor in 2020 and and then jump immediately to Ireland and find that (laughs) great-grandfather.
0: So it's not going to happen just like that, like you you said earlier. Yeah,
1: you you need to know, uh, and we had a lady yesterday who was asking that question. I know they were married in Boston, she said, but I don't know where they came from other than Ireland. Well, how do you know they were married in Boston? Do do you have the marriage certificate? Well, no, I've only been told. Mm. Well... It's my experience that half of what you told is not going to be accurate. Oh, wow. They may have been married in Boston, but Boston's composed of many cities, right. you know, suburbs. And like uh, when you and I travel and someone says, where are you from? I don't say Springfield, Virginia, because nobody knows right. where Springfield is. Right. I say the Washington, D.C. area. Right. So imagine 40, 50, 60 years ago, that's what people said. Where did you get married? I got married in Boston. Right, right. Well, the same way. Uh, And that's another problem when they have people, where did they come from in Ireland? To the Irish, they get on the ship in Cork. They came from Cork. Well, that's probably not where they were from. Mm. They could have been anywhere in Ireland, but that's where the ship left from. Right. So that suddenly becomes where they're from. Right. So start with what you know and move slowly and Mm. document everything.
0: Okay. And the Fairfax Genealogical Society is a is a good resource? The Fairfax
1: Genealogical Society is a great resource. The Virginia Library in the Virginia Room is a great resource. They've got a lot of resource uh, material there. The uh, Mormon uh, Library for the church, the Latter-day Saints Church, out in uh, McLean is another great resource. They have many, many uh, documents, reference works, et cetera, about wow. the Irish. There there are multiple locations that you can do the physical research yeah. and there are several good websites that can help you with your Irish research. Probably the best one is Family Search, which is run by the Mormon Church, but they have a a Wikipedia, like an encyclopedia, but mm-hmm. a Wikipedia on different topics. And their topic on Ireland is amazing. Yeah. It is it is vast, very thorough, points you uh, to many, many uh, areas where it will help you with mm-hmm. your studies. And I say studies because that's the only way you can get back. You have to study a little bit. It's not like being at the university, but it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a little bit of study that's involved. So
0: a little bit of effort involved. It's yes. not like something you spend five or 10 minutes here and there. And yeah,
1: no and and then that's what the sig is and we start we've worked with people who are at that level that you're talking about i've never done anything before where do i start and we help them start with there and, and and encourage them right the next meeting they come to you know what did you do well i found such and say oh great now now look at this way let's go here let's try that and uh that's what a SIG does okay. it, it can focus on solving those problems for the person who is not an expert
0: right that special interest group we're talking about the uh, Fairfax Genealogical Society's Irish special interest group you mentioned the second Tuesday of every month at Pohick Regional Library what what yeah, time one was, o'clock 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Okay. and it
1: lasts approximately two hours
0: oh, okay so, so somebody can stay for as little or as long of that correct. as they can make. That's yep. correct, it. okay. and it's
1: open to everybody. You do not have to be a member of the SIG. You do not have to be a member of the Fairfax Genealogy Society. It's open to anybody who may be listening and wants to pop in. It's, uh, but do you have to be Irish? You don't have to be Irish. <laughs> uh, many people, uh, the techniques are going to be the same. Yeah, yeah. Techniques are going to be the same. Good point.
0: Yep. Uh, The Fairfax Genealogical Society, by the way, has a conference coming up April 3rd and 4th. That's at the Reston-Sheridan, and again, the second Tuesday of every month at 1 p.m. at Pohick Regional Library, the Fairfax Genealogical Society's Irish Special Interest Group, SIG Special Interest Group. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, Those meetings are Tuesdays at 1 p.m. We're almost out of time, Paul, before we wrap up. most interesting thing you found or you've uncovered or learned in your genealogical research?
1: The, the, the thing I'm uh, probably uh, most excited about is actually finding uh, the death of a relative. I know it's kind of macabre. Yeah. Uh, his name was on a gravestone in uh, the cemetery in Portland, Maine, but I couldn't find his death record, and there was nothing in the cemetery records that indicated he had been interred there. Mm. And the reason being, he had been in the Civil War, had fought uh, for the North, for the uh, main infantry, been wounded and captured and died in Andersonville in uh, the POW, the Confederate Mm. POW camp. Mm. So he is buried in Andersonville. And I only found that by, again, serendipitous, uh, looking on a website, typing in the name uh, McFarland, saying, well, I don't have any relatives who were ever in the Civil War, so there won't be anything there. But let's see. Anyways. Poof. Poof. His (laughs) wife had applied for a pension based on his death from the Civil War. Wow. So that's how I found it. Right. So, yeah, there's serendipity involved you in never all of know this. know what will turn up as yeah. long
0: as you keep digging. Keep digging. So it, that's
1: probably the most exciting thing. Yeah. Is, and and uh, if you were to talk to other SIG members, they'd all have something that was, oh, yeah, that was a magic moment. You right. know. It's just right. kind, of, kind of, I wasn't looking for it, and I found something. Cool. So, yeah.
0: Uh, all right. I, I, I could go on more, but uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. I think that was just a cool story. Well, thank so. you for having me. Oh, thank, absolutely. thank you
1: for uh, giving us this exposure.
0: Absolutely. That's the uh, Irish Special Interest Group, the SIG of the Fairfax Genealogical Society. Again, the Fairfax Genealogical Society Conference, April 3 and 4 at the Reston-Sheraton. i give you a website. You can go online and find more information about that in a minute. But the Irish SIG. Uh, second Tuesday of every month at 1 p.m. at the Pohick Regional Library. Uh, as Paul said, you don't have to be a member. You don't even have to be Irish. Show up and uh, learn some things. So, Paul, thanks again for, Thank for joining us on Thank the podcast. You. If you want to uh, get more information on this group as well as the Fairfax Genealogical Society's April conference, go to fxgs.org. You can also uh, email Paul directly. Uh, love the email address, Paul. Uh, p 2 u 4 at verizon.net have to ask you off air what that means if there's a significance there. To find uh, other county older adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities, call 703-324-7948. That's Monday through Friday. Or go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults. And when you're on that page, be sure to subscribe to the Monthly Gazette uh, newspaper and then link over to the Fairfax 50 plus page. And uh, just a, a little hint, the March issue features Paul on the front cover, so be sure to look for that. Uh, Fairfax 50 Plus Podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.